Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Conquering Stress Podcast. This is Dr. Bill Janishak, your host here. And um, I wanted to get back over and get back some of the foundations of health. I'm always going back and talking about the foundations of health, how important it is. Well, that's why they call them the foundations. So uh, last time we did oxygenation, which is awesome. I like to start on the foundations. They, there's none that's more important than the other. They all go together. But I, I kind of go in through a mental thing about, okay, if you were deprived of one, what would it be, what would do you the most damage the quickest? And so first is oxygen. That's why we don't start off with oxygen. The other ones kind of go back back and forth on, on which they are. And there's some arguments about what do you need next is, uh, is it water? Uh, food, we can probably go about 30 days and... By looking at some people over there, they can probably go 90 days or even further without eating. But um, today I want to talk about sleep. So sleep is the uh, the redheaded stepchild of the foundations of the health because it's the first thing that we give up. We tend to give up to, um, when we get stressed and when things don't really go our way. We will give up sleep for um, cramming for tests in school. We will give up sleep to binge watch Netflix. We will give up sleep if we are partying like rock stars. Uh, and we will give up sleep when we have newborn children in the house and we can't do anything and it's not really a choice. But sleep is so very important. And so they, they always say that the the best way to predict a, a, a start your day is the night before. And that has to do with sleep. So a lot of the, you know, there's tons of benefits of sleep. You know, Restorative for the brain is the number one. Since I'm a neuro guy, since everything we do as a chiropractor, everything we deal with, the muscles, tendons, ligaments, muscles, digestive system, immune system, everything has to do with how the brain functions. And sleep is how we reset that brain. So when you've worked out, when you're when you've been stressed out, everything else going, we need good sleep to reset the brain so we can keep going. You cannot burn the candle at both ends and expect not to go up in flames. Uh, the next thing is sleep is anti-aging. Because we restore ourselves, it's, there's a, a hormone that's, that's created, a human growth hormone that is released when we sleep. It is anti-aging. So those that really don't care about health but are very vain, here, this is for you. Make sure you get sleep. Um, and this is exactly when the body repairs itself. Whether it's after a workout, it's after a trauma, or an injury, or anything else, you've got to rest. I see a lot of people in car accidents and uh, sports injuries and things as a chiropractor. Um, and one thing I say, you know, they say, oh, what do I take? What do I do? What do I t-? And, I, you know, I tell them everything to do. Get adjusted. Take your supplements. Eat well. Drink water. And sleep. It's the body's natural way of taking care of things. Sometimes we try to push things on, um, you know, like we know better. It, it, it's almost like a, a hippie version of better living through chemistry is we want to take things. And there are things that we can do to maximize things and make things more efficient. But let the body do itself. This is how the body repairs itself. Now, this is also when the body releases serotonin. Now, serotonin is the antidepressant um, uh, neurotransmitter. It's the happy transmitter that we have. So if you want to be more happy, get more sleep. Why is it that when 
you know, somebody comes up grumpy and says, I'm tired, I'm dead, I'm terrible, I like that. They are not feeling well. They are not in a good mood. That has to do with the release of serotonin. The other thing is, when somebody gets sick and grumpy long enough and they're not sleeping enough, um, they're bound to not feel well. And they are going to catch every bug, every flu, every little petri dish that comes around them. They are going to get, uh, they're going to end up getting it. Do you know somebody that's all, you know, Oh, it's flu season, time to catch the flu. They're like bad hunters, uh, but they will always get it. But these people are chronically sleep deprived. The other thing that I'll do, because we're still dealing with the brain, it makes your memory sharp. So when we're learning, I don't know if you know this or not, but if you're learning something new and you're, and you're uh, say it's a new widget or a new game or um, something that you're learning new. If, if you go through that in the day, your brain actually replays the same neural connections in your brain at night. And this is how we go from uh, short-term memory into long-term memory. It will play these recordings over and over again for about 20 days. And, um, and that's how you take something from the short-term into the long-term. So when we used to cram for tests in uh, college and we would get it out, we if that test was the first thing the next morning, we would be pretty good to go. But if it's not, if you were asked to all that information, you could cram all night, sleep deprived. But if your body does not have a time to record that on your internal hard drive, literally, uh, you will not remember that. So if you want to have a sharp memory and anybody in sales or uh, anybody just trying to learn something, get your sleep. The last thing we're doing is how this relates to pain. This is sleep is with all this res, um, restorative activity of the brain, with the neurotransmitters um, being released, the uh, the hormones, the uh, human growth hormone. Those are all anti-inflammatory. Sleep will help you eliminate inflammation and um, helps with pain. So, if you, I mean, everybody, we all go through bouts of when we don't sleep really well. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, emergency things come up. We don't get sleep. Like I said, uh, if you have infants or you have kids, uh, you're not going to get as much sleep as, as you can. But if you make it a habit, the old adage is, well, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I've just got to perform, blah, 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 blah. They keep on going. You're going to have some issues. Heart disease, type 2 diabetes obesity, depression, stroke, those are all linked to uh, insomnia or chronic sleep deprivation. It hurts the cognitive process. You are not as quick as you're going you're gonna to be. And like I said, it's going to weaken the immune system, even high blood pressure, because lack of sleep, lack of any of the foundations of health is a stressor on your body. What happens during the the stress, all these things, just like if you haven't gone back and listened to, um, you know, Know Thy Enemy, the that was our second podcast where I go through about how the body reacts and the, the things that happen when we are under chronic stress, and it explains all this stuff. Any of the foundations of health or any deficiency in the foundations of health, the body will create as a stressor. Now, Statistically, 35% of all adults in the United States do not get enough sleep. 
and that's more than one-third of the population. I personally think in this day and age it's even more than that, but that's what they're, they're having. They say 50 to 70 million U.S. Um, adults have sleep disorders. Nine million of the people in, in the U.S. are taking some sort of prescription drugs to help them do that. And I'm not talking about a little magnesium, a uh, little melatonin or something. Um, but taking these prescription drugs, like Ambien and some other things, actually puts them at a, a higher risk of cancer. So, you know, again, there is no better living through chemistry. Get your foundations of health and they will leak into the others. If you're breathing better, you're going to be sleeping better. If you're getting your sunshine, it's going to help you sleep. You get your exercise, it helps you sleep. They all work together. Now, some of the biggest things that, that we do, what's causing this, these problems? Well, it's overall stress, and this is why we have this podcast. Uh, t- please tell your friends. <laughs> no, but the, the overall is, is we're busy. We have a disordered life. We're, we're, we're not doing that. There's a small percentage of people that will have a sleep disorder that's a horm- hormonal disruption that maybe need some medical intervention. But most of all, it's, everything else is, is self-induced because you're not taking control of yourself. If you can't take control of yourself, you can't con- take control of your, your stress because it's the lack of control that is causing your stress. So it can be your busy schedule. Are you over-scheduling yourself? Are you not being realistic with the things that, well, that meeting is only going to take me five minutes, when in reality, you know it's going to take 45 minutes. And this always puts you behind, which is going to create stress. It's going to mental, physical, and chemical stress on that. If, you know, this country is 5% of the world's population and it, and it consumes 80% of the prescription drugs. Prescription drugs themselves are going to be a stressor. They're a chemical stress in the body. A chemical stress is going to uh, throw off your circadian rhythms and you're not going to be able to sleep. Now, in the old days... You just people would take a shot of uh, Jack Daniels or Jim Beam or something over that, you know, get some alcohol um, to help put them to sleep because it's a depressant. Well, it is a depressant, but alcohol does not help you sleep. It does help you get unconscious, but there's a difference from being unconscious and being asleep. Ambien in, in the, the sleep drugs, they do the same thing. They will put you unconscious. And this is why you wake up groggy and you can't you can't really think and they have all those side effects like you know sleepwalking and and other things. So uh, alcohol or just if like I said if you're out there partying like a rock star uh, or you're hitting the wine to deal with the kids or whatever you're doing, that can create a problem and that can cause some sleep deprivation. Poor diet as well. You know if you're consuming calories and not nutrients. If, if we are over, um, overfed and under, uh, under-neutralized, neutralized, neutralized, hmm, that's a, that's a bad word that I'm doing, can't even pronounce it, but if we're not getting enough nutrients for, for our calories, that's a poor diet. If you're eating processed food, you know, trans fats, everything else that we've, we've talked about, this is, again, it's. It's a disruption of the foundations of health that causes a chemical stress in the body that will cause problems with sleep de- deprivation. Hormonal changes will do that if they're there for a long period of time. Our bodies are made of hormones. They, they keep moving and grooving, and, and, and there's, there's ebbs and flows of your, uh, 
of your hormonal system, but if you have a chronic problem with hormonal system, if there's a big change in your sex hormones, like menopause, perimenopause, premenopause, if there's uh, thyroid issues going on, adrenal issues going on that's more of a chronic issue rather than that acute stressor or acute change, this will mess up your, your sleep patterns because the circadian rhythm, when you wake and when you sleep and the way that that works is all hormonally driven. So that'll have that. Exposure to blue lights. Oh my gosh. You know, we are always having a scream. I'm talking into a computer right now. I'm looking at another computer. I have fluorescent lights overhead. There's a blinking screen on my TV. These are all blue lights and stuff. And those stimulate uh, the pituitary gland to create cortisol. So if you're going home at night and you're binge watching something and you're getting stimulated, your you are re you're stopping your body from releasing the, the um, melatonin that helps you go to sleep. So these are some major causes, and there's going to be different idiosyncrasies on all of them. The, those are kind of the, the main things. So what do you do about it? What do you do about it? First thing that you want to do is... Um, as a chiropractor, I'm going, to, I'm going to suggest you get chiropractic adjustments, especially in the upper cervical and the lower cervical. This is where the parasympathetic or the relaxing portion of your nervous system is sent. Everything is controlled and regulated by your nervous system. You have to make sure that you are functioning to the best of your ability. It's the same if you had a computer system. You want to make sure that everything's plugged in in a 120 outlet so you have all the electricity and all the power in there to have every everything else moving. Make sure that your your computer is working, your printer is working, your scanner is working, and this is how the body responds. Good chiropractic adjustment. Go find your chiropractor. Get get adjusted. Um, take some supplements on there. Most people, like I said, I, my favorite supplement. And actually, the best seller that goes out of my office is something called Natural Calm. It's made by Health Vitality, and all it is is magnesium. But just the, the delivery system, it's a powder form over there. You take a little bit of uh, the Natural Calm. Again, it's just magnesium. And uh, you drink that about 15, 20 minutes before you go to bed. It helps you go to sleep. It helps you stay into REM sleep. And it, and it just kind of helps loosen everything up. Another good supplement that I just found is by, uh, I, I'll forget it because there's two of them, but it's called Benisom. And there's a, there's some magnesium in there and uh, a little bit of melatonin and a couple other things. Really helps. This is not for an everyday supplement. The magnesium you can take every day. The natural calm you can take every day. This one is for those days when you're just fighting, you're, you're having trouble. There's a dusting of melatonin in that, and usually I do not recommend having um, any melatonin without getting your hormones checked thoroughly, but uh, this is called Benisom, and I'll have this in the notes, so I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say that it's by the wrong maker, because that would piss them off, and I want to give credit where credit is due, so look in the notes, and I'll, I'll have that um, for you. 
The other thing is, is adjust your diet. Stay, you know, if you have a high sugar foods, high processed food, eat something clean. Do yourself a favor. Do your body a favor because that's where it's taking the natural nutrients and it's allowing you to settle down. If your body's working on trying to figure out how to digest something that it doesn't recognize because it's not real food, it's a stressor in the body. It's going to keep you up at night. The next one is exercise. Oh, exercise. High-intensity exercise where you are working and working and working. Now, I've said this several, several times, but you only need about 12 minutes of exercise a week to actually give your body the hormonogenic um, benefits for all over your body. But this is high-intensity exercises. You know, you can go three times a week for four minutes or four times a week for three minutes um, where you are huffing and puffing and hurting and it is a long three and four minutes, but that's all you need. Warm up to it, cool down afterwards. You can get things um, done, and it releases your uh, hormones. So if you if you uh, work out in the morning, it will um, adjust your hormonal panel. So when it's time to go to sleep, it'll increase the melatonin and help you. Uh, get to sleep better by exercising in the morning. And the same thing has to do with sunlight. There's a thing called the photo period in there. So it's best to get up uh, and get outside as, as soon as possible on sunrise. Uh, again, 10 or 15 minutes out there will set your body up for, to release the hormones when they're supposed to. Also, if you can get out at high noon when the sun is out, right when they tell you not to because everybody knows that the sun causes cancer. The sun does not cause cancer. If the sun caused cancer, there'd be no one here to believe it. But if you get out for 10 or 15 minutes, the darker your skin is, the longer you can stay out. If you are two shades away from transparent like I am, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes kind of pushing it when the sun's at its highest will give me all the vitamin D and other nutrients to set up the uh, hormone uh, balance when we go to bed. That's going to be awesome. Try to go to bed at the same time every night. Try to get a, bed, a nighttime routine. So what my routine is, I go to bed, I have black um, curtains, black light curtains, so I block out all the, the sunlight. You want to have your room as dark as possible. You want to have it quiet. I may put on some, some uh, light uh, guided imagery music, it's kind of what I do, and um, I'll relax my body, try to keep the temperature. It seems that the, the best sleeping temperature runs between 63 and 68 degrees. You want to have it a little cold. You can take a hot bath or a hot shower before you go to bed, and I know I said just keep it cold, but your body will adapt to that, and there's a reflex that will help you sleep as well. The other thing that I do is when I get home, I put on blue blocker sunglasses. Those blue blockers will block out all the blue light that's, um, that, that you may get in, and it, it'll help your, your pituitary gland start to create that melatonin. It'll stop that stimulus of that because you're blocking out those lights. They're 8 bucks on Amazon, maybe 12 or something. They are uh, they're awesome. So an interesting, so the, the other thing is that I recommend is 
Get Sleep Cycles app, and I think this is for iOS and it's for Android, um, and it's a free app, and it will measure your your sleep. It'll it's an alarm clock that will wake you up at your highest. A sleep cycle runs about ninety minutes. You're gonna you're gonna be asleep. You're gonna go into REM sleep for a while. You're gonna come out of that, and when you come out of that, you're a little bit more at an awake state. If you've ever waken up and groggy, you don't know where you end. You were woken up in the middle of REM sleep when you're you're not quite there. If you ever wake up when you're refreshed and your eyes are open and you're ready to go, you woke up at a high point or the end of a sleep cycle. So the sleep cycle app will actually set you up and you can set an alarm for the time you want to get up. It'll wake you up as closest to that alarm in your sleep cycle uh, so that you wake up um, refreshed. It'll also um, measure your quality of sleep. And the reason that I bring this up is because I've been doing this for a couple of years. And since I started wearing my blue blocker, it is the blue blockers alone seem to be um, seem to increase my sleep quality by seven to twelve percent, which is pretty huge. So it would take me from a C to a to a B plus or an A in my sleep in my sleep cycle. So that's what I recommend with that. So. Um, Another thing that I'll, I'll do is I'll, I'll do a bedtime golden milk recipe, and I just take um, there's some coca, coconut milk with some turmeric, a little bit of cinnamon, a pinch of black powder, and uh, just a little bit of raw honey. I combine everything together, simmer it down, and I'll drink that uh, right after my natural calm. It's enough anti-inflammatory stuff. It's kind of calming, and uh, it works really good. So these are some things that you can do for your foundations of your of your health. Remember, the best days that you're going to have are going to start the night before. And I want you to start taking your sleep seriously. Because like I said, the first thing that we give up usually is that redheaded stepchild of our foundation is sleep. And it's going to be the most important thing that we have. So um, guard your sleep with your life because it does depend on it. So thanks for listening to that. If you enjoyed this, share this, uh, like that, give us a comment in, in below. And until next time, this is Dr. Bill Janishak with the Conquering Stress Podcast. Bye-bye.